Welcome to the Why Wait podcast. My name is Beth. My name is Julie, and we are your hosts. We are two sisters who love life coaching and are ready to ask you the question, why wait? Life is precious and too many times we hold back. We have fear or believe thoughts that leave us waiting. But guess what? You don't have to wait. Join us on this podcast as we open windows of discovery for you through knowledge and tools that we will teach you that will enable you to improve your own life. Hey, no more waiting. Let's go. Welcome to the Why Wait podcast. I'm Julie. And I'm Beth. And we are talking about week five. This is our thoughts. Um, Our thoughts play in so much to all of our choices and actions in our lives. And it's one of the most important things we do in coaching and in changing our um, perspective on our circumstances and finding our happiness. So we're going to explain it a little bit to you, um, teach you some of the concepts and, and again, issue that challenge and tie it into the gospel. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Beth. (laughs) (laughs) See, we're all, we're still learning the dance together on our podcast. So, um, we, one thing that we've found in coaching that really, in my opinion, uh, when Julie talked to me about listening to, um, a life coach named Jody Moore, mm-hmm. um, Jody had the, the, the model that she had been taught by her coach, Brooke Castillo. And really the transformative part was changing your thoughts because your results change. So that's the one thing that hit me so hard when I started learning it. And then as I began to study more and more about our thoughts, um, it was really, it's life-changing. So the working on your thoughts can change your life. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I think about really quick before you talk about it is what you focus on grows. So yes. when you focus your thoughts on very specific things in your life, whatever that is, it grows. So, yeah. And it- and a lot of times it sounds, you know, before you get into coaching, you hear the, the woo woo or the, the high energy people of like, change your thoughts, change your life. Ah, and you're like, whatever, because it's hard to just hear that concept and understand it. And so there's different techniques and tools and acronyms that help you apply it. And that's where the change comes. Cause changing your thoughts is one thing, but actually like changing them, making it different is what makes you a different person. So I've shared before when I started coaching, I was, um, had four tiny kids and I just was miserable and it was literally my thoughts that was doing it, nothing else. And so changing just a few thoughts in my life is what changed my perspective. And I, nothing else changed, but me, and I became a happy person, right? So here's how I like to teach it. We use this, what we call the model from, um, it's cognitive therapy Brooke Castillo and Jody Moore is who taught us about it, Beth and I, and, um, over the years, I've kind of adapted it to the way that I like to teach it. And Beth has her way, but the concept kind of remains the same is that your thoughts drive your action and your action drives your results. But in there is also feelings and circumstance. So here's what I, here's what I teach. And, um, I teach my children that there's a monkey in your brain and this monkey's job is to conserve energy, um, seek pleasure and avoid pain. And the reason we teach children that there's a monkey, because it's very relatable, this fun monkey that just wants to 
eat all day, play, doesn't like to listen to rules and just wants to do those things. But of course, if you did those things all day long, life would be grossly out of balance. And so those three things is what's called the motivational triad. And they were set up to keep our brains and our bodies alive. So year 2000 years ago, those three things worked really well because you had to conserve energy in case you're going to be trekking across the country. You wanted to avoid pain because there were things in nature and in life that weren't understood yet. And so your brain really had to be on task to avoid pain and then um, to seek pleasure. Some, a lot of us can get into workaholic mode or always doing things to avoid pain and um, conserve energy that you forget to enjoy life. And so what happens to us, I think nowadays is there's not as many things that, excuse me, need to um, conserve energy or avoid pain. And so our brain is seeking pleasure a lot, avoiding pain at all costs and conserving energy when that doesn't need to happen. And so when we can quiet the monkey, so when our children, when my children are like, I don't want to do homework. I want to go to seven. This was yesterday. I want to go to seven 11 and get a slurpee and he's mad and he's screaming. And I'm like, that's not the time to tell him it's the monkey, but it's helpful for me to understand that and not think everything has gone wrong, that he's just functioning off of how his brain was set up. Right. So we teach those things when things are calm, but it's just, it is, it's what we call the natural man in the gospel. And I said, just recently in in general conference, President Nelson taught us about overcoming the natural man. Okay. So if you could see my hands, what I do is there's one side of one hand is one thing and one hand is the other. Or if you take a piece of paper and you break it down the middle, one side is the spirit talking and one side is the body talking. And the body will always kind of be the negative one. It will be the one keeping you safe. Um, avoiding pain and conserving energy. So let's say um, something really simple that that all of us do is chores or we um, clean our house and no monkey wants to clean the house, right? That is not fun at any task or at, at any point in our lives. And so on one side, I'll have my body and I'll write it, I'll write it down and I'll say, okay, my circumstances that I, I need to clean my house or my house is in disarray. So the thought about my house is that I need to clean it and it's so messy and, and I usually don't feel like I have enough time for this. And what happens is that produces a certain feeling and the feeling is like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm frustrated. I don't quite see the solution of how I'm going to be able to do this. So my action is that I usually sit in inaction or I do a little here, a little there because it's just overwhelming. And the result is my house is messy. And so on the other side, then there's your spirit. Your spirit knows that you're capable of anything, that your worth is set, no matter if you have a clean house or not, and that you can progress. You can do these things, right? That are hard. And so if I take a minute and look at my thoughts and go, oh, okay, I think my house is so messy. I don't want to clean it. So if I come over here and go, my house is beautiful. I'm grateful for my house. I, I love my house. I can clean my house. Well, now my feeling is gratitude. Um, It's a feeling of peace. It's a feeling of, huh, I kind of want to take care of my house, right? Because I'm so grateful for it. And then my action is going to be that I'm going to get up and take care of my house. And if I keep that thought 
on a more consistent basis, my result will be that I take care of my house more regularly instead of, uh, it's messy, I have to clean it, uh, but that back and forth. And so the model, what we call <clears throat> is it's called CTFAR, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. And when you're in coaching, we teach you this. So we teach you how to find your thought, write it down, make a new one and um, practice it. But in the church or in most churches, I feel like we speak a lot to the spirit. We go to church and we, we talk about spiritual things and we talk about all these good things. And then we get home and we don't understand, or I didn't understand until I was in my thirties and forties, how strong the body is that drives. So we're at church or we're in a place we're, we're reading and our, our spirit is there with us. And as soon as our body starts taking over, we're hungry. We have these things to do. We kind of forget. And so for me, finding my thoughts is connecting my spirit with my body, finding the thoughts that my body was trying to tell me to stay safe to not do those hard things and my spirit going, Oh no, no, we're okay. We can keep progressing. Calm down body, calm down brain. We're going to be just fine. And so that's where the, the thought work has been really powerful for me. And so Beth, what questions do you have or what, what um, things should I clear up or can you clear up? Well, I think, you know, the one thing that comes up a lot with women is especially where then when they're in the thick of it, their, their thought is that's too easy. Like, there's no way that I can just change my thoughts and then change my life, change my circumstances. But I think that we're taught truths in the scriptures that really back up what we're teaching them or what, what we've been taught through this model, um, from motivational interviewing, cognitive motivation. So um, I think sharing an experience would be a good idea. Okay. Of changing a thought. Yeah. Um, okay. So for me, like as I learned, so one thing is I listened to this for, for a lot, a long time. I listened to different podcasts, Jody and Brooke and other people, and I wasn't applying it as I should. So I wasn't actually writing it down and doing the work. And I would tell myself in my brain, I know this, I know this. Why can't I change my feeling? Why can't I feel better? And it was finally the matter of actually taking a pencil and writing it down. There's something about that or typing it out on your phone that where your brain can actually get it out of there onto paper and you see it is where you're like, oh, wow. And so I'm trying to think of experience for me was I do it daily. Um, do you want me to, I've got yeah, one right start. now. I could tell. Perfect. Okay. So, um, the other day Paige gets up at six in the morning to go to seminary and, um, it was a rough morning, <laughs> a real rough morning. And she felt like I, it was my fault that a lot of things were happening. That's what her thoughts were. Right. And I was starting to have thoughts of agitation um, I am going to lose it mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the kitchen and I'm packing her and Gannon's lunches and I'm feeling complete frustration with her. Mm -hmm. And I want, my thoughts are like, I want to unleash on her because, you know, where's accountability, where's her own responsibility? Why is she depending on that? We take care of this. Anyway, this thought came to me 
pull out your sticky notes and write her a quick note to put in her lunch and tell her you love her. And I was like, ah, oh, no, I do not want to do that. <laughs> but my thought was write her this note and tell her you love her. So it was a prompting for sure, but it was a change in my thoughts. Right. Mm -hmm. So I got a sticky note out. I said, Paige, I love you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Love mom. And I put the sticky note in on the bottom of her lunch. I sealed up her pouch. She was just struggling as she was heading out the door. She was mumbling and saying things and it was just hard. Well, I noticed that my heart just settled right down because I changed my thought about this whole situation. And I felt at peace with her and she left. And it was very interesting because what was the result? So I had the thought, write this note, you know, as a prompting, tell her you love her. Then I felt peace in my heart. The action was literally doing it. And the result was I got a text message with a screenshot from her at lunchtime. And she took a picture of her lunch with the note and she put two hearts. And so it mended her and I, and it made her feel my love, even though in my heart, the natural man was like, you don't deserve my love yeah. this morning. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. And that's it right there. Like you will, <clears throat> you will receive those promptings and that, that option to change but it's being aware that it's an option. A lot of us think that we are a product of our past or we don't have a choice. Like we product think of our environment, yeah, product of our circumstance. And, and I'll, I act this way because this happened and, and this happened. So I have to act this way. And our, our offer to you is no, you can be in any circumstance. I, I like to use, you can be in any circumstance and feel however way you want. Um, they say Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. I'm here to tell you it's not unless you're thinking it is because all day long you see crying and fighting and whining. And my old Bishop said, I hate that place. I spent a thousand dollars and no one has fun. Right. Or if my children heard it, they'd be like, <gasps> but it just depends on what you're thinking when you walk in there. And so same thing. And in, in a Sunday school class, I can listen to an instructor and have this most spiritual experience because my thoughts are aligning with his I'm, I'm in a good place that day. We'll take a mother who just had a, a fight with a, a, a teenager or a husband, and they're sitting in that same class, same information is being taught, but their thoughts are not aligning and they are not on board, right? So same circumstance, two completely different experiences based all on our thoughts. And so realizing that we can have control over how we feel is kind of what changes it. Like, I don't have to be mad at my teenager when she's mad at me. I don't have to be mad at the speaker on Sunday because I think he should teach something different. And he should have said this, I can choose my experience no matter where I'm at. And that's kind of what allows you to find joy and peace is realizing I have control over my own emotions and I don't have to control everyone else. So just quickly, how could we apply this to them in regards to their weight, knowing that this is the program we're doing for the seven weeks, like why wait? So how could we give them an example of yes. those listening? Like, how does this apply to you in regards to your body, your weight and what you want to do with it? So when I teach someone comes first day, what do you want for your result? I want to lose weight. Why? 
I want to be healthy. I want to feel good in my clothes. Okay, why? Uh, because I want to be there for my grandchildren. I want to, okay, why? Uh, I want to be happy, right? That's the bottom line. I want to be happy. I want to feel good. So anything, any action we do is to run towards a feeling or away from a bad feeling. And so mostly, but then we learn that feelings are a vibration in our body caused by sentences in our mind. And those sentences are our thoughts. So the reason we're feeling a certain way is because of what we're thinking. So I could tell you, like, let's say you walk out of the house and you feel, Ugh. but if I see you and go, oh my gosh, you look amazing, beautiful. Look at that shirt. Oh, you know, <gasps> immediately, immediately one thought you feel better. So what we do is we figure out what result do you want? And then we go back and find out what you're thinking. And it's usually that I'm fat. How did I let myself get this way? I can't do it. I've tried so many diets. Nothing works. I don't understand. I'm just frustrated. We throw all that out because it's useless. And we say, what are some thoughts we can practice that drive some good feelings that will get you to the gym or get you eating that good food? Or, And usually it starts with gratitude. So you have a body. You don't have a fat body. You don't have an old body. You don't have a broken body or you have a body given to you from heavenly father. You're a daughter of God. That's your circumstance. Step two is I'm so grateful for my body. I walk, I talk, I birthed four children. I, I get to eat so many things. I can eat whatever I want. We start with thoughts like that. And then your feeling is usually like, yeah, I am grateful for my body. I, I mean, it's an amazing tool for good. And I love the thought you it's an, it's a, um, I just lost it. I'll come back to that. Anyways, <laughs> it's an, it's not an ornament. It's a, what's the other word? It's from that new book that was just out. Oh, well, anyways, it's your body is not there for people to look at and admire. Even you, it is given to us to progress and, and be a, a daughter of God, an instrument of his to help myself and others progress through life. And so if I think all those things and my action is going to be, I'm going to take care of this body as much as possible so that I can be here and be a good for others as much as possible. And my result is I will have a healthy body that I am grateful for no matter what that looks like. And that can start today. Like you can start being grateful and have a healthy body today and you immediately feel better. And when you feel better, chances are you're going to make great choices and you're going to do the things you need to do to look better. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes me think of, I, so I pulled a, I, I went and got a couple quotes that I really liked. And this one is so good. Um, thinking is easy. Acting is difficult. And to put one's thoughts into action is the most difficult thing in the world. So we can sit and think all the time, but putting it into action like truly believing it and putting it into action. That's the difficult part. Mm -hmm. And the, the part of writing it down, I feel like is your first action. Yes. That is the best first step. And as simple as it sounds, it will be so eye opening for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and in, so as I've learned this work and watched it in the gospel, putting off the natural man is trying to control this body that wants to do 
watch Netflix all day, eat the junky food and not go work out because working out takes a lot of energy. Um, staying safe at home. I don't have to go interact with people. I don't have to be judged in my clothing if I feel like I'm fat and I'll just eat the food that my brain wants to eat that tastes good and isn't new and weird, right? So that's the natural man. That's what, that's what he wants. And we hear all the time in church, put off the natural man or the natural man is an enemy to God. And it's like, what? I don't understand. And that's what he's saying is that part of us is there and it needs to be there to survive, but our spirit needs to come in and drive that natural man and keep connecting. And that daily noticing your thoughts is that daily repentance It's going, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Repentance means change. I want to change. I want to change those thoughts. So here's the thoughts I've been having. I notice them. I choose to want to change them. That's that repentance. And then I apply them going forward. And I always say, when you're reaching a goal, like, um, let's say you're young and you want to get to marriage or you want to have a baby or you want to get to the temple on the first day that you don't get pregnant or you didn't have a good date. Do you quit? No, because you know, at the end, there is a great blessing in store and you keep going and you try different ways and you, you come up with different options. Like we talked about in the grow model and you find a new way forward. So same thing with changing our thoughts and putting off the natural man. It's the lifetime thing. It's a daily practice of noticing our thoughts and then trying to change them and asking heavenly father for their help. Yeah, that's really good. And, um, the scriptures completely, they put that out there in Mosiah chapter four, verse 30, it says, but this much, I can tell you that if you do not watch yourselves and your thoughts and your words and your deeds and observe the commandments of God and continue in faith, of what ye have heard concerning the coming of our Lord, even at the end of your lives, ye must perish. And now, O man, remember and perish not. And then in Proverbs 23, it says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So are, we have the power to change our thoughts. It's about deciding to do it and acting on it. And that one you just shared in Proverbs, what we tend to do at the first step is what we think we are. So sometimes we think because we're having these thoughts, we're terrible people. Right. And that is the myth. That is the lie. Thoughts are just thoughts. Our brain hears something, we grab onto it. And sometimes we don't even realize that we're thinking it. And it, I always say there's a front recorder and there's a back recorder. The front one is kind of learning new thoughts and that, and it's going to grab onto the easiest ones or the ones that at the time brought an emotion it puts them into the back recorder that's playing on repeat all the time. And that's basically your autopilot, what you're running off of. And until you get some of those out of that recorder, you are not your thoughts. You are your thoughts, but you're, you are not this terrible person because you've been having certain thoughts. You just weren't aware. Right. I actually, I've, um, Gannon, he and I've been talking a lot about thoughts and, um, I told him, you know, Gannon, cause he's like, mom, if you knew some of my thoughts, you would think mm -hmm. I'm a bad person. And I'm like, what I want you to do is I want you to say them out loud to me because it takes away the power of them making you feel inside that you are a bad person and that thoughts that you have as you're going through puberty, you're changing. These are all very normal, natural thoughts. And if you say them out loud and you realize you have a different choice, what to do, what to do with those thoughts, then you will feel empowered. You will feel strengthened and you'll be 
feel like you have the ability to act and choose differently. Yes. Yes. That's so good. Um, my son, we have a thought box because he has the same thing. Like I have all these thoughts da, da, da. and so it's a worry box. So he writes them down and puts them in the box and then we can go through them. And it's a way to like, get it out, see it, put it in the box. We can talk about it when there's time and stuff like that, but just to kind of address them and realize like, huh, do we really think that? Um, and I would say that if you have the agency to choose one thing, you have to have the agency to, to not choose it as well. Correct. So sometimes the lie is, well, this is just how I am. This is how I was raised. I, I can't help it, you know? And I need to act on these thoughts because that's just how I feel. Yeah. And I, I could even say, well, my whole, my whole family is overweight, so I'm going to be overweight. I just, it's just something I'm going to fight my whole life. And I would offer to you that as an absolute terrible thought, right? Yeah. I actually, I had a client that I, uh, that I work with and she shared with me that she had a thought for like 20 years. I'll never be able to lose weight. I'm too old and my body won't do it. And when we started working together and she started transforming her body and she started to lose the weight, she was like, I never believed I could do it. Mm -hmm. Her thought was, it's just how my body is. I can't do it. Yes. So yeah, that's interesting because that's the brain. So the reason we separate out the brain and the spirit is it kind of gives, it can kind of make your spirit, the the boss and your body's like, oh, it's just this tool that's trying to help you get through life but your spirit's the driver. And usually when we're miserable, it's been flipped. Your body's driving, your spirit's underneath the water going, wait, help, help catch up. And so one of those thoughts that people all hear is I've been heavy my whole life. I fought weight my whole life. If that's your thought, guess what your result is? You will fight weight your whole life, your whole life (laughs) versus like, there's so many things you can change it up to. Like this is a season or I gained a little weight at that point that could probably be way more scientific than I've been heavy my whole life. Right. And so, yeah, just these little things that we think are an absolute fact and truth are literally just thoughts and you get to choose them all. I know it's wonderful. It is wonderful. So do we want to extend the challenge? Yeah. So here's my challenge to you. And when you come into coaching, we teach you these concepts, right? And right away, it's mind blowing because a new thought. We've given you a new thought that brings hope and wow, like, and you're going to go about your day and sometimes it can be overwhelming and you'll try and input it and change your life all in one day. And you'll get frustrated at night because it goes back to the same. So there's something like 16,000 thoughts a day that you have, and most of them are involuntary. And so what I challenge you to do is there's lots of shoulds in our life. You should all over yourself. My, my friend, what? I'm like, no, you guys should S H O U L D, but it is what you're doing. Okay. And so anytime you hear yourself or you think yourself saying should, I want you to go, huh? Wait, should I, do I want to do this? And I want you to try and find the thought. So I should make dinner. I should work out. I should clean up. I should do my taxes. I'm staring at them right there. I really should do those, but I don't want to. (laughs) And so once you hear should, um, I want you to go, huh, there is a definite optional thought. And should I do my taxes? Yes. But guess what? I can get to a point of, I want to do my taxes because I know that my end result will be complete relief and peace, right? Even most days I go, I need to make dinner. I should make dinner. And I'll go, 
all right, do I want to make dinner? And I'll give myself those options, like in the grow model of, all right, we could go out to eat. They could make sandwiches. Um, I can make this and I kind of play out how all three or four of those options would go. And then I choose which one I want to do versus being obligated. And so our challenge is start noticing your shoulds because those are usually the ones that are making you the most miserable. Those are the sneaky ones. Usually we know the thoughts that are like, I'm fat. I'm a terrible mom. Well, absolutely get rid of those, but it's, it's harder to break those up than the little shoulds throughout the day that are building that story that I'm fat or I'm this, or I'm that, and you're going to write them down, get them out of your brain. And then, um, once you start getting those all out, you can look at them and go, what do I want to do? And start picking new thoughts and picking new choices. And you will daily notice a change in your life. Yeah. So even if it's not grab a three by five card, grab a sticky note, grab put it in a, your phone, your kids' notebook and rip out a piece of paper, mm-hmm. put it in your phone, find a way that works for you and start working on looking at your shoulds and stop shooting all over yourself. Yes. And here's an, here's a, um, offer to you guys. So we're starting the course, right. But we have decided we, we really do just want to share these tools with as many people as we can. So on Fridays, we are going to have an open coaching call where you can come and ask questions and you can say, Julian Beth, I have five thoughts. I, d- I want to change them. I don't know how, and we can teach you more appropriately on those zoom calls. Um, you can offer those to your family and friends and um, anything else, but you're just going to go to Beth and Julie Newell.com Beth and no Beth and Julie Newell coaching.com. And um, a couple boxes down, there's a spot for you to enter your name and your email, and we will send you that Zoom link just so that we keep everything nice and um, private and you know intimate in that that setting. But change your thoughts, you'll change your life. If you need help with it, we are here and available, and we will Thank, see you next. Thanks for time. joining us. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button and tell your family and friends about our Why Wait podcast. The best way to share us though, is to write us a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on today. We appreciate you listening so much and we will see you next week.